Welcome to the Fifth Quarter Podcast. My name's Rick Samprin. Another lackluster performance from the Tiger Cats as they fall to 0-2 after a 30-8 loss in Saskatchewan. Fans, well, they're not too happy. The Fifth Quarter Podcast is now. We've been talking Tiger Cats football for over 50 years. Welcome to the Fifth Quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. Yes, this is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. You're watching on CHML's Facebook page, listening online at 900CHML.com. Lots to unpack tonight, isn't there? 30-8 defeats. Ticats drop another one, this time to the hands of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders as uh, another woeful trip into Regina, and when we thought we were hoping that this team would play better than it did last week in Winnipeg, but lo and behold, uh, I think it got worse tonight. I definitely think it got worse tonight. You know, this team is averaging seven points a game. That's not going to win you any games in the Canadian Football League. They go into the bye week on a downer, a big one at that, and their next game is against the Montreal Alouettes and a team that just destroyed Edmonton tonight. And it is not looking very good in the early going for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, But still, we're going to vote for our player of the game. We will anoint a fifth quarter fan of the night. We'll have some stats for you. We'll talk about the big play of the game. We have some highlights as well from Bubba O'Neill and Mike Morielli on the broadcast tonight. And a reminder... If you want to call in and talk Ticats football, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. The email, rick at 900chml.com, and you can send us a note on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML. Um, Hammy writes, Frankie Williams had the most work of the night on punt and kick returns. I'm guessing Frankie is going to be... Uh, Hammy's player of the night. I'll tell you who my player of the night is. And it's not anybody on the Ticats because I don't think anyone deserves a vote. Uh, And I was going to go with Cody Fajardo, but it is, for me, Jonathan Woodard. He was a force on the Rough Riders defensive line. Two tackles, three sacks, a forced fumble, and talk about turnovers. There was one, two, three, four, five, six... Turnovers tonight committed by the Tiger Cats. 24 points scored off turnovers by the Rough Riders. And ladies and gentlemen, that's the football game right there. Tiger Cats forcing one fumble tonight. They did not capitalize on the scoreboard there. Hamilton led 1-0 after the first quarter. Trailed 70-8 at the half. 27-8 after three. And the final score, 30 to 8 in favor of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. All right, let's get your thoughts on tonight's game. We'll start with, as we usually do, Dave in Burlington. Dave, good morning. How are you? How are you? Ah, um, you know, not too good. I know. Yeah, I, I think a couple of things. I think the story tonight was the terrible player of our offensive line again. Um, you know, both quarterbacks didn't have any time to throw the football. Um, and uh, I, I think unless Condell has some running plays for our quarterbacks to spread the defense out. Uh, I'm just not too impressed with our offensive line. And uh, I thought the defense played okay. I mean, our, our, our pass 
the defense was very soft the whole night, which I don't understand. But when you turn the balls over six times and give up the amount of points we did, I don't really think you can blame the defense. But uh, our offensive line is just terrible this year. We really miss uh, Matthew Riker, a tackle, and obviously Mark Filer retiring. The other fellas just haven't, haven't stepped up. And I, I'm still not happy with the way we're playing our, our, our import ratio. Like, we've got that one defensive end, Julian Houseware, playing. I never hear his name. Like, why don't they stick Mason Bennett in there and stick a playmaker at safety? Like, we're, we're shorthanded in the backfield with the Canadian safeties we have playing. Like, we miss Tunde Akalade so much. Like, he is such a better safety than what we have. But I think if our offensive line doesn't pick up our play, I think it's going to be a very long season in Hamilton, unfortunately. I actually thought the, the O-line was going to be better tonight, and I, I thought they were okay in the first quarter, but then it just went downhill. Chris Van Zyl left the game with an injury. Yeah. Jesse Gibbons goes to, uh, or Gibbon goes to the right side of that line, and it was Swiss cheese-like for the rest of the night. The, the trenches were dominated by the Riders tonight. They were, and that's what killed us um, against uh, Winnipeg, and you know, we always, as fans, we have to remember, too, we just probably played the two best teams in the CFL on the road, too. You know, if we would have opened the season at home against Ottawa and Toronto, it might have been a little bit different. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm really worried about our offensive line this year. And a lot of it goes back to some of our, our draft picks over the last little bit. I mean, like drafting that tight end, Jake Burt, out of Boston College. And I just don't see the point of that. You know, I mean... Hamilton doesn't have a decent Canadian receiver on their team. Like, the fellow they're playing, that David Ungberger, they don't even throw the football to him. Like, you know, you don't even have to cover that guy. The reason Brandon Banks isn't being covered is because they've got two guys on him the whole time. You know, like, we don't have a decent Canadian receiver on our team, and I think that's really hurt us with our import ratio, too. Yeah, Ungerer had one target tonight. Uh, he, yeah. he's, he's not a force on the field playing that wide side position. And, um, you know, th- this team, you know, I'm not surprised that they're 0-2. Uh, I am surprised at how they have been uh, in each of these two losses. You know, scoring six points against Winnipeg, and the Bombers have a great D, and then scoring just eight against Saskatchewan. Uh, this offense should be putting a lot more points on the scoreboard. You know, I, I think the one player that they truly miss is Braylon Addison. He's a, he's a game-breaker for them. But, I mean, I thought last year our, our offensive line was probably the strongest point of our team up until the Grey Cup. But the, right now, I mean, they're you have to admit, they're, they're just terrible. Like, the quarterbacks are going to get slaughtered, and there's no running game. Um, I mean, a little bit better than last week, but uh, it's, it's not good. Like, it's not good at all. I can't disagree with you, Dave. Who's your player of the game tonight? You know, geez, if I had to pick a player, I, I thought uh, Jalen Aquin played well when the ball was thrown his way. Uh, and on defense, um, I thought Simone Lawrence had a decent game. He made a lot of tackles, but pretty hard to pick a player of the game when, when, when you play that well, when you play that way. I mean, you know, six turnovers, and uh, for the quarterback for Saskatchewan just ran the football down our throat, right? And uh, that just that just changes the whole concept of the defense because you have to defend the whole field. You know, when Mazzoli and Evans drop back in their pocket passers, you're also not giving your offensive line a chance, right? You know, Ricky, you've got to have the quarterback mobile in the CFL. Unless you're an Anthony Cavillio, it's impossible to be a drop-back passer. You've got to be able to get anywhere, I, in my opinion, you've got to be able to pick up a half a dozen first downs. Your quarterback's got to pick up a half, and first, half a dozen first downs with his, with his legs if you want to be successful. 
Yeah, a, a stinker tonight, that's for sure, for the Tiger Cats. Dave, appreciate the call. Have a great night there. You too. Thank you, Dave, uh, from Burlington calling, as he usually does. Just some quick stats as Dave brought up you know, a couple of different names. Simone Lawrence had eight tackles tonight. That led the Tiger Cats. Uh, Jalen Acklin had three receptions tonight. He was targeted five times, 51 receiving yards. He had the biggest gain of the night for the Tiger Cats in 25 yards. And, you know, that's one of the things that I want to point to here for this Ticats offense is offense coordinator Tommy Condell has a very vast offensive playbook. And much of, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of the playbook is attacking deep. You know, you got um, Brandon Banks, one of, the, one of the speedsters on this team, one of the elite playmakers in this league, the reigning most outstanding player in the Canadian Football League. Not having Braylon Addison out there certainly hurts. Jalen Acklin has proved that he can go down the field and get the football, but they were not throwing it deep in the first half, and then by necessity they had to basically in the second half, and certainly when Dane Evans came in, he was trying to, you know, almost at times force the ball downfield, but he was looking for some big plays downfield. It just is not connecting. And for whatever reason, there's a disconnect. And yeah, yeah, the offensive line has to do its job, and it did not do its job tonight. And if you don't have time to drop back and heave it downfield, you're not going to connect with your receivers because the timing is going to be off. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com, your player of the game, your thoughts on tonight's game. And on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Got a note from Joe, who um, sent me a tweet actually during the game. This is in late stages of the game. Wanted to stay up for the fifth quarter, but can't stand this team right now. Not sure if anyone could honestly pick a player of the game tonight. The O-line by far is terrible and needs a shakeup ASAP. Everyone looks flat tonight. I hope this bye week helps us huge. And that's, you know, an interesting scenario. This is a team, back-to-back losses, scoring 14 total points in two games. Two touchdowns. That's it. And yes, against two very good defenses. But... Yeah, I, you know, it wasn't out of the realm of possibility that this team would be 0-2. The way they've started the season by the way they've played has been surprising. First and goal from the 8-yard line. 48 seconds remaining here in half number one. Fajardo straight drop back, throws to the end zone. He's got a man touchdown. That was Cody Fajardo's second TD of the game. He had only two, only, he had two that's as many TDs as the Ticats have scored in two consecutive games. Fajardo's uh, throwing for 222 yards as the Rough Riders beat up on the Tiger Cats tonight 30-8. to Saskatchewan now 2-0 on the season. Hamilton 0-2 on the season. This is the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. You're listening online at 900CHML.com on the Radio Player Canada app. You can download it for free. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the Fifth Quarter Podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. Hello, everyone for uh, f- that is tuning in right now and uh, spreading some messages. We'll get to those in a matter of seconds. If you have a comment on tonight's Tiger Cats loss, you can pick up the phone and dial 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Send us a tweet. Vote for your player of the game at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML or send me an email. We have a flood of emails coming in. We'll get to those in a matter of minutes. Rick at 900CHML.com. Dave, number two, is called into the program. Dave, part duh, how are you today? Um, well, <laughs> not, not so great, Rick. Um, 
good to talk to you. Yeah, I mean, Dave from Burlington switch roles tonight, so I'm number two tonight, and uh, he's number one tonight. Yeah, that's okay. We, 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 we'll get you both on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just uh, I, I agree with uh, pretty much everything he had to say. Um, one thing that really scared me before, just before the season start was when uh, Orlando Steinauer said on TV, I really don't know what kind of team I have. That threw that that made a chill go up my body, and I'm thinking, oh my god. But I, you know, in saying that, I think he's being honest. Yeah. Um, because there are some new faces here, there are some injuries that this team is dealing with. But I think when you look at the core, he knows what he has. But overall, I think that's an honest assessment of what he thinks. Uh, you know, about what he has right now. And what he has is uh, not good enough. Obviously, I mean it's early and stuff. But I I, I agree with some um, day number one. Uh, the offensive line, uh, I don't, they didn't. What, I mean, they lost players, and they're not good. And whoever they brought in isn't good. Are they? Are they coachable to be better? I time will tell, and I don't know if we have the time to do that. I don't know if they're able to bring people in or or make a trade. I don't know. I know we have injuries, but I still don't see. And and the defensive line, uh, they're not. They're not. They're playing adequate, but they're not killing it either, right? Um, I know they got Laurent uh, is not uh, not playing. I think I saw him in there for a play tonight, I believe. But, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, as it stands now, um, you know, I just don't uh, see much uh, hope unless they make some changes, you know. And uh, either quarterback, you know, you can't you can't fault either of them. I mean, it's just, it's, it, 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 it's, it's, what, what really, another thing that really is disturbing, there's no intensity on this team. There's no, uh, yeah, there's no, ign- if, I was going to say there's no ignition, but obviously, you know, the, the motor is going. But the spark plugs aren't there. They're, they're not firing. There's no excitement here. No, it, it, it's uh, it's concerning. Um, so, you know, we uh, had such a great team and some key players that maybe they shouldn't have let walk or they had no choice gone and uh, they haven't done an adequate job in, in, in filling these spaces. Uh, maybe that's just a reality. Um, I don't know what, what 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 goes on behind the scenes and what their decision making uh, criteria was, but uh, you know, um, it's just uh, it's a season we were all looking forward to, and uh, you know, especially after the last one uh, that we two years ago or a year and a half ago or whatever it was, uh, it ended on a bad note, but it was still a good season nonetheless, and there was hope for optimism. You know, there was you know, and uh, now. Uh, we have a team that looks like a last-place team at this point in the season. What would be the most impactful move that you would want to see made with this team right now? Well, I think the biggest the, the, the offensive line, uh, somebody on there that really, you know, I think that's, uh, I agree with even number one, you know, any, 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 you know, I know how they do it in the NFL and they used to anyway, and I'm just still doing it that way, but they build the offensive line first and go from there. If you got a good offensive line, uh, that goes a long way because, as we're seeing, a quarterback can't can't win when he's either running or on the ground. Yeah, and you know that's that's my sentiment exactly. I, I'm not sure if it's I'm not sure if it's fixable at this point because you know if Van Zyl is hurt again, you're probably stuck with you know Yarbrough or or Gibbon on that right side. Okafor, I don't think is leaving the left tackle position. Uh, would Mansi and Revenberg are your left guards, and Sirocco's in the middle. So I'm not sure what they can do. Uh, apart from making a trade or maybe convincing Mike Filer to come out of retirement and and rejig it, yeah, it's been it's been unfortunate losses on uh, on there and uh, yeah, I mean I'm I'm with you. I don't know what what they can do and it's uh, really uh, 
it's it's, it's disheartening because this team, uh, you know, they have a lot of good pieces, but until uh, so they address that, I don't know how if they're able to pick up the slack. Who's your player of the game tonight? Well, you know, I don't really have one. I think, you know, you can pick probably a couple guys on Saskatchewan. Um, but, I, I, you know, I was more, <laughs> more paying attention to the Ticats and upset what was happening. So I'm going to go with what your pick was. Uh, he did have a good team for sure. And, and the quarterback, of course. But I think that, that whole that whole whole team pretty much was uh, uh, firing on, pretty, on all cylinders tonight. Yeah, they played a great game tonight. Dave, really appreciate the call and staying up late. Thanks again. Take care, Rick. Bye-bye. That's uh, Dave number two calling in. Uh, last week was Dave number one. We got a lot of Daves listening in. We have a Jeff on uh, CHML's Facebook page saying that until the O-line is fixed and we get some healthy bodies back at receiver, going to be a long, long season. I couldn't even call tonight, just like watching a practice roster play the Riders. And, uh, yeah, yeah, there are some injuries with this Ticats team. You go down the list, uh, you know, Tunde Delicay, they're starting safety, out, um, Kirill Brooks out, still dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, Braylon Addison still with that knee injury. Dylan Wynn not playing tonight. He's got a calf injury. Um, Marcus Tucker was sick, dealing with a bad foot as well, according to the Ticats uh, injured list. So, yeah, and, you know, every team's going to have injuries. But the Ticats are certainly dealing with their fair share of uh, walking wounded. Email from Anthony who writes, Hello Rick, glad, glad you're back doing your thing. couple of thoughts on tonight's game. For the uh, for one, I'm glad Evans got a chance tonight to get into the game and start getting reps. Masoli looked rough, passes looked off, and two poorly thought-out interceptions really cost her team. Look at the points off turnovers tonight. It basically tells its own tale. Defense looked meh at best. Riders drove the field basically all night. All in all, we can't afford to lose any more games with most teams in the East looking way stronger than we do. Here's hoping next week everyone's back healthy, that we are still waiting on, and uh, that our team and will pull out a win finally. I think there was a broken sentence there. All the best. Oski Wee Wee, thank you. That email from Anthony. Let's get one more email in. This one from Steve, who says, Greetings, Rick. Another challenging night for the Ticat fans in the face of an abysmal performance by the Cats. It's inevitable that we start to draw comparisons of Jeremiah Masoli and Dane Evans. Masoli appears very indecisive at times, whereas last season we saw Evans pass the ball decisively and quickly. Sloppy tackling also played a role in the Ticats' defeat. I think it's time to give Dane Evans his respectful due and allow him the opportunity to demonstrate if he can make a difference in the offense. I sense Coach O waited a bit too long to bring Evans into tonight's game. The offense was completely flustered and rhythmically challenged by the time Evans was brought into the game. What we did see tonight from Evans was the decisiveness that Masoli lacks. Player of the game, I honestly can't pick one tonight. There was a lot of mediocrity to choose from. That's Steve from Niagara Falls. Thanks for the email, Steve. We're talking about the Tiger Cats' latest loss, this time 30-8 to at the hands of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The Cats now 0-2, heading into their bye week. Their next game is Friday, August the 27th. That game against the Alouettes in Montreal. Tonight for me, bad offense, mediocre defense, sloppy, it was a sloppy game, a lot of penalties. And no magic. There was no magic out there for the Tiger Cats. You know, one turnover tonight was the fumble off the punt. That was pretty much it. It wasn't a big play to be had. There wasn't an exciting, 
you know, get you off your couch kind of moment tonight. My player of the game, Jonathan Woodard from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. A couple of tackles, three sacks, and a forced fumble. As a Saskatchewan dominated tonight, 30-8. to 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Vote for your player of the game. Tell me about your thoughts on this Ticats game tonight and this Ticats team. Brad writes on CHML's Facebook page, player of the game, Rick Samprin, the only one who showed up tonight. <laughs> I got to show up. I got to be here. But it's great to be here. And he adds later on, these two games played like preseason games. Might as well call them that and shake things up during the bye. Something has to change. And Corey writes, Evening, Rick, this does not feel good to be 0-2. Orlando has a lot to think about heading into this bye week. We will need some of those injured players back and shake up that O-line. Well, let's see if that O-line can be shook. Francis has called into the fifth quarter. Francis, good morning. Thanks for staying up late with us. Hey, good morning, Rick. How are you? I'm uh, okay. How about you? I'm good, thank you. Well, I could be a bit better. I watched the game tonight, and uh, what I saw was a bunch of high school students pretty much playing against uh, a Saskatchewan Rough Riders team. Um, I feel like we're slacking a lot in size. A lot of those guys look like they need to hit the weight room again. Um, and it's hard for Masoli to throw that ball out, but a lot of the times he was throwing on the run, and when he was throwing on the run, he overthrew the ball. Um, and uh, so it got tipped, and the ball got picked off both times. And then when Evans came in, it's hard for him to, like we uh, you discussed, he's a pocket passer, so it's hard when you don't have the size on the line. And the linemen are the hundredth of a second late getting off the line, even though they know the snap count. Yeah, that's a good, that's a great summation. Yeah, that's that's uh, what I noticed. And then on the defensive side, I noticed right off the bat at the very beginning of the game, those first three passes, the um, quarterback on Saskatchewan, uh, first three passes, they were both. I I believe they were all above ten plus yards, and uh, he was killing us deep with those passes. And then they went three and out. We got the ball back, and um, discussing the punt play, so where we recovered the ball off the punt fumble, uh, no energy coming back onto the field from those boys from the offense after the special teams made a play like that. Yeah, it was it was sack, sack, and uh, we, we punted the ball away. They, they yeah. didn't do anything with that. No, punter, the punter was my player of the game, in all honesty, from the Ticats, because all his punts, the, it seemed like the uh, returner had a hard time um, securing the ball. Well, Francis, I uh, loved your uh, summation of the game. Thanks for your player of the game. And again, thanks for staying up late with us and enjoy the rest of the weekend. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a good one, Rick. You too. Francis calling in here on the fifth quarter with some, uh, yeah, some pretty good thoughts. And you know what? He nailed it on the head with the way Cody Fajardo and the Rough Riders came to play tonight. You know, right out of the gate, they're, they're dishing downfield. Fajardo is going for the jugular right off the skip. I mean, they're not messing around. We didn't see that really from the Tiger Cats. Aside from that one 25-yard pass from Masoli to Acklin uh, near the goal line, and then, you know, there was three offside penalties for the Rough Riders before Masoli finally got it in. That was pretty much it. Very reminiscent of last week with that great first opening drive against uh, Winnipeg, and then that was it. They kind of went to sleep for the rest of the game. 
Um, on Twitter, where was I going? I was going to Jake. He writes, so once this team is healthy, it will be a complete 180. Not worried at all. Player of the game, Simone Lawrence. Hmm. All right. So Jake's not worried. Richard writes, White was all over the field. Oh, wait, there are three of them. Never mind. No player of the game for me. We usually lose on West trips. Look bad, but only two losses. We need to hit the books, get healthy, and beat the East. And that's basically what it's going to come down to at the end of the day. You know, this team has the Argonauts, what, four times this year? Two games against the Red Blacks? Uh, only, or no, actually, yeah, two against Montreal. Win those games, at least the bulk of them, and I think the Ticats are in a pretty good place. Now, you start losing those, and especially in a couple of weeks' time, uh, yeah, 0-3 would look horrible. If we're here after the Montreal game talking about an 0-3 Ticat start, oh my. R.H. writes, you have to wonder if Saskatchewan didn't go offside three times at the goal line, does Hamilton even score a TD tonight? I was thinking that as the game was progressing because, you know, it's first and goal, they get an offside penalty. It's first and goal again, they get an offside penalty after stuffing Missoli. It's first and goal, another offside penalty. And I'm thinking, are the Cats actually going to get a TD here? And if they didn't, would they have gotten a TD? They really didn't get close to the end zone for the rest of the night, did they? I mean, it was that whole hum of an offensive performance. Burning the midnight oil after a 30-8 Rough Riders victory over the Tiger Cats tonight. Hamilton now 0-2. They're on the bye week. They'll next play the Alouettes in Montreal in a couple of weeks' time. Let's go to the email before we get to Jason on the phone. Uh, this email from Alan. Hey, Rick, it's Alan from St. Catharines. Well, here we are, 0-2, and I've noticed a few things after this game. This O-line is disastrous. Our quarterbacks are running for their life. I do think Dane Evans looked better than Masoli out there. Masoli was throwing over people's heads a lot, uh, but Evans looked more poised, but he looked frustrated a few times also. He's got no protection. I'm a bit concerned. I think we need to shop around or something because whatever they've seen in training camp, it's definitely not showing up on the field. That's Alan in St. Catharines. Email from Anthony. This is another Anthony. Rick, our offensive line needs help. Our defensive line needs help. Our timing is off. Need to use this bye week and regroup. Changing the rules on player of the game to staff member of the game. Giving it to Drew Strohshine, the equipment guy, for keeping their helmets together. That email from Anthony. Yeah, hey, Drew does a good job. We should not neglect the equipment guys and gals. They are a key part to any winning team. Email from Michael. Hi, Rick. Just an awful game for the black and gold tonight. First off, the O-line needs to be significantly better. You can't give up more than five sacks and expect a win. Actually gave up six tonight. Um, whether it's Masoli or Evans under center, the offense couldn't get into a rhythm whatsoever. I don't know if it's the play calling, the amount of inexperience, or just sloppy play, but whatever it is, they've got to improve. The Ticats' D-line needs to be better in wrapping up the quarterback. In both games this season, they've been able to pl- apply pressure, but they failed to get as many sacks as they could have. I appreciate that the Ticats have been hit hard with injuries, and this isn't the easiest schedule to start the season, but the bottom line is they can't be playing this way and expect to win. Hopefully the bye week will give the Ticats time to heal and refocus. Player of the game can't pick a tie cat, Cody Fajardo. That email from Michael. And one more email before we get to Jason. I want to get this email in from Angelo. And Angelo had picked the tie cats to lose tonight 31 to 18. That was pretty darn close. I had Saskatchewan winning 29 25. 
full disclosure. He writes, hi, Rick. I don't know what they work on at Balsam Avenue every day as we see no progression on this team. Getting dominated on every play. These guys should be embarrassed to represent the Hamilton Tiger Cats. This is not Tiger Cat football. They are the laughing stock of the league. Totally pissed off right now, Ange from the Creek. Well said, Ange. All right, let's go to the phones, and Jason is called in to the fifth quarter. Jason, good morning. How are you? Not too bad, Rick. How are you? I'm uh, okay. Good. It's uh, been a long time. Uh, but uh, I think um, I think we got exactly what we needed. I mean, I would have loved to have seen Hamilton play amazing and get a couple of wins, but uh, the season hadn't even started yet, and we had the Grey Cup in our hands. And uh, getting kicked in the teeth for two games out west might change some attitudes and make the work ethic uh, a little better. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I'm not sure if this team was reading, you know, all the hype about, yeah, we're hosting the Grey Cup, they're favored to win the Grey Cup. They are nowhere near the Grey Cup right now. No, they're not. And uh, I don't I don't want to blame the offensive line. They did not play well in either game. Um, neither quarterback was given an opportunity to set their feet and, and get a good pass off. Um, but I did like once, they brought Evans in, and I'm a huge Mazzoli fan, um, but I did like that they put Evans in, and I liked when they rolled Evans out of the pocket, and I think they should be doing that more, especially with the young offensive line. Give them an opportunity. If the quarterback's not in the pocket. When the, uh, when the line falls apart, it makes it a little harder to blitz them on every play. Yeah, and I get what you're saying there. There's some pros and cons to that. If your O-line's not playing well, rolling out the quarterback's going to help that. But rolling out the quarterback also cuts the field in half, unless you really want to throw across your body, and we all know nine times out of ten how that ends up. But I get what you're saying. If they move that pocket around, I think the quarterbacks can be a little more effective. Yep, and you can bring your running back up into that uh, flat short, and you can pick him up on little screen passes and things like that up there and uh, little risk, you know, and now the pocket's moving all over the place. Well, the sky's the limit in terms of what they want to do offensively. Let's see how they uh, figure it out. Who's your uh, player of the game tonight? Uh, I have to go with Cody Fajardo. He played his heart out, and, I mean, I'm not a Saskatchewan fan, but uh, you got to give credit where credit's due, and, and I think he carried his team in that game. You had a good game, uh, and you had a good call. Thanks a lot, Jason. Thank you. Jason with the call here on the fifth quarter, and, uh, well, let's wrap things up here. we got a few minutes to put a bow on this fifth quarter episode, number two of the season. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the Fifth Quarter Podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcast. So if it's like a night like this and you're already in bed and the Zs are floating above your noggin, you can download the podcast and listen to the show. Big play of the game tonight, and this one was a pretty easy one for me. Happened late stages of the second quarter. Jeremiah Masoli is sacked. He fumbles the football at the Hamilton 12. The forced fumble is from my player of the game, Jonathan Woodward. It's recovered by A.C. Leonard, who has had an awesome game as well. Um, now Seconds later, Fajardo hits uh, Mitchell Pickton in the end zone for an eight-yard touchdown, and it's 17-8 Saskatchewan just before halftime, and, you know, they're off to the races. That's the big play of the game tonight. Player of the game tonight, a couple of late votes for Cody Fajardo, and he is the fifth quarter player of the game tonight. 
17 of 25, 222 yards, couple of TDs. Jeremiah Masoli, by the way, ended up with 17 of 25 passing, 135 yards, two interceptions, and Dane Evans just 3 of 10 for 21 yards. Big ups to William Powell as well. 18 carries, 89 yards for Big W. Sean Thomas Erlington at six carries for 20 yards. And receiving-wise, Jalen Acklin, three catches for 51 yards. Brandon Banks had five receptions tonight for just 30. And Brayden Linnaeus had five receptions for 62 yards uh, for the Saskatchewan Roughriders leading them. Fifth quarter fan of the night, I like the last caller. Jason is my fifth quarter fan of the night, staying up the latest out of anyone on the fifth quarter tonight. He had some great things to say. And the final word will go to Brian on Twitter. I agree about receivers, but Masoli doesn't look confident in the pocket. Evans just looks so much more like a guy who would stand in and look for the open guy. Masoli throws too much off his back foot to me. Well, that's our show for tonight. Fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford. Thanks for tuning in. My name's Rick Samprin. Big ups to uh, Matt Taylor on the other side of the glass producing tonight's show. You've been listening to the fifth quarter brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. The Fifth Quarter Podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free, so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.